Welcome to Biobased Radio, a podcast promoting a more sustainable future through conversations with industry, university, and environmentalists. Today, our host Denny Hall is talking about a sustainable shingle reviving product, RoofMax and the interesting coincidence that helped it become a success story for the emerging bioeconomy. Later, we will visit with Mike Fiesel, CEO and co-founder of RoofMax. But first, Denny will speak with Barry McGraw of the Ohio Soybean Council and Ram Lagudi, CEO of Aries Science and Technology, formerly of Battelle, about their role in developing this exciting bio-based product. going to have a sort of a different kind of an episode of Biobase Radio today. We're going to you're going to learn a little bit about the Ohio Soybean Council and kind of what they do. I'm introduce you to Barry McGraw, who's a, a director of new products and, and commercialization for Soybean Council. And and then um, learn about a new company and a technology that will renovate your asphalt shingled roof. But to get us started, I'm here with Barry McGraw. Barry, introduce yourself. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Denny. Um, Barry McGraw, I work for the Highest Soybean Council, and I've worked for the Highest Soybean Council for five years. I have a background in plastic engineering, and I, uh, prior to the Highest Soybean Council, I worked at Battelle in Columbus, Ohio, um, in their advanced materials group, and we did a lot of material science and a lot of solution-solving problems for commercial companies. The Highest Soybean Council was founded by soybean farmers almost 30 years ago and with the purpose um, of driving demand for soybeans, their product. In my specific area, I work on product research, and that what that means is we fund companies that may already have a soy-based product, we fund them to, to kind of grow their market share or to get into other application areas. Another area is we, we fund research at kind of a discovery phase where we're developing new soy-based products, maybe a coating, uh, adhesive, a polyol, um, and even in this case, a soy methyl ester emulsion for an asphalt uh, application. Yeah. And, and, and also, I would assume, uh, like, Feed or food kinds of items? That's right. So we've done a lot of work in fish feed, animal feeds, um, all around, even a little bit in human consumption, um, but all around with the, the idea of creating demand for soybean farmers. So, listener, if you've got this really cool idea for uh, what you can do to improve the demand for soybeans, doesn't matter whether it's in Ohio or anywhere in the United States or maybe globally, okay. you might want to give Barry a call because he might be able to help you with that. So, Barry, the background of RoofMax mm-hmm. is really interesting. And and I only know about it kind of through you and, and others at OSU. Sure. Uh, but you initially as a seller of a home. Right. So what, what happened that how did you discover Mike Fiesel? Yeah, I'd, I'd lived in uh, Worthington, um, Ohio here, 
close, just north of Columbus for about 13 years. And two years ago, almost to the day, I was getting ready to sell my home, um, moving maybe moving up in the Delaware uh, County area. And just like with any other home, I had a buyer, I had an offer. They, they, I accepted the offer, but we, then we had a home inspector, right? The home inspector came out, made a huge list of things. And one thing that they noted, and they do a lot of, is, you know, the roof's older. So he put on there, roof's, you know, ended its life, needs replaced. So, you know, I don't have the funds, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 to replace a roof. I'm getting ready to buy another house. Um, talked to the owner, and we were thinking about splitting the cost. Um, but I had, in the process, I'd been looking for another house and met a realtor that mentioned there's a company that restores and I didn't really know what that meant, but they restore old asphalt roofs. Um, so you don't have to have it replaced, and it saves the homeowner money. So I would called her up. She gave me a, uh, a name of Mike Feasel, and I would re- recognized the name Feasel, but I wasn't sure, and I would called him, talked to him a little bit about what they do. He said they apply you know, an oil emulsion, um, but they also tune up your roof. So they replace gaskets around um, you know, vents, in your roof or whatever whatever else, caulk around chimneys, but they also spray oil emulsion that adds the flexibility back, back to the roof. Uh, Mike had came out, um, drives up, really nice, uh, wrapped, I guess, um, trailer and at roof max and nice pictures before and after and uh, talking to him more about what he was doing, but ended up being, long story short, ended up being a soy-based emulsion technology that he had licensed out of the University of Maryland um, and you know I also figured out he ran one of the largest roofing companies in Columbus Ohio Fiesel roofing for 25 years sold it off you know semi-retired got bored and, and then started this company to restore roofs. so that's kind of how the relationship started then yeah I just think that's so remarkable that the the guy who's in charge of product development needing to get his new roof or his roof re- renovated, finds this guy that's got this treatment for the roof, and it happens to be soy-based. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a funny occurrence. Even when he was spraying, I mean, you could smell the soy, right? So, yeah. Was, I mean, I, I got to think that he was really glad you called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, he, was, he was. It ended up, um, you know, it's a relationship for the last two years. The first part of that was... He was having it toll produced in Baltimore, and he didn't have material expertise. Um, he's a roofer. He's a roofer, and he, he was having challenges with getting raw materials, challenges with getting uh, enough quantity when he needed it, and he was also at the time was thinking about kind of semi-franchising this out or dealershipping it out, so he needed control of producing material, and so the Ohio Soybean Council we helped him move production to his facility in Sunbury, Ohio, which is it's also very good for soybean farmers, right? So yeah. we're, we're potentially using soybean oil from Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, you guys make this relationship, connect the dots, and in the process, between the two of you, you're identifying some needs, some issues in terms of opportunities to maybe take this to another level. So what were some of the things that you saw or, or working with Mike that, that you kind of thought, man, these are some things we might be able to help you with? Yeah, two things um, that I saw a need to help Mike 
for, in so many words, market this product. One was there was missing data. You know, he had a lot of awesome videos and showing how it restores the pliability of asphalt roof. Testimonials. Testimonials from contractors, from home inspectors. Even, you know, he's been in the, just his experience was, I think, proof enough. But I think a lot of, especially when you're thinking about condo associations and larger square footage or roofing or businesses, they're looking for data. They're looking for validation from third party. So that's where Ohio State came in. I started working with A.J. Shaw and uh, Giuliano, his uh, researcher there, and they kind of uh, led um, a study of testing. You You know, how do you, does this improve hell damage? Does it improve pliability? But putting data points to that and showing, you know, I guess they rejuvenate, you know, how it rejuvenates it. You know, uh-huh. does it rejuvenate it 90% of where it was to the old? The second part of that was we saw an opportunity, and it was Mike's idea uh, from RoofMax around not only restoring the roof, but kind of cleaning the roof. You know, you get the black streaks that typically where the water runs down your roof and algae growth. And, um, and a lot of people look at that and they think, oh, my roof needs replaced. No, it's just dirty. Um, so working at the time with Battelle and, and Rom Laugaty, and you'll talk to him a little bit later, yeah. but on the cleanability. So adding a cleanability function to that soy-based emulsion, I think, would also provide a more marketable, valuable product to the consumer. Yeah, uh, Dr. Shaw at Ohio State University, what, what, what did he wind up doing then? Yeah, so um, AJ, or Dr. Shaw, two parts that his program is still going on. We're in a phase two. One is evaluating the durability of that, that soy methyl ester emulsion with respect to pliability, hell damage, um, kind of putting numbers to that. And then the second part of that is looking the economics around it. So, you know, once you do this, how long will it last? Do you need to treat it after five years or seven years or ten years? Didn't he also do like an environmental assessment, kind yeah. of like a life cycle? Yeah, or? like a sustainability kind of, I don't know, maybe he calls it cradle-to-grave type assessment, uh-huh. yeah. um, which I think is very important, and consumers are looking for that. Yeah, and, and just intuitively, it seems like this is, this is a great environmental product because all of a sudden all of this asphalt shingles that – we're headed for a landfill somewhere yeah. or staying on your roof for another seven years, maybe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So in, it, it could be have a huge impact. Just the amount of asphalt that goes into these landfills is uh, a little ridiculous. And I think you'll probably talk to Mike, too, later is, you know, the roofing industry, the product doesn't seem to last as long. So I think the timing of this product is, is very, very good. Yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, here in a little bit. He's going to tell you that these shingles aren't what they used to be. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and bring in uh, Ram Lagudi, formerly of Battelle, uh, now his own independent consultant. And so I imagine there's some other people would like to get to know Ram as well. And after he hears what, after they hear what, what he's done in this situation, there would be some other things. So, Ram, um, introduce yourself. And, uh, and give us a little bit of background of how you came to be involved in this project. Thanks, Denny. Uh, hello, listeners. Uh, my name is uh, Ram Lalgudi. Uh, as Denny pointed out, I've, I worked at Battelle for 16 years 
Also, I worked in a number of industries before joining Battelle. Uh, I'm a chemist by training. 15 years, I've been working on uh, soy-based products, particularly uh, with Ohio Soybean Council-funded uh, projects. Uh, my role is to formulate uh, soy-based products, uh, application development, and uh, commercialize those products. Uh, so uh, in this case, uh, RoofMax, Barry brought this uh, opportunity to work on a soy-based emulsion. Basically, it's a biodiesel uh, emulsified in water. While working at Battelle, I helped uh, RoofMax in three fronts. Uh, one is developing the formulation uh, so that uh, the Ohio State University can uh, get data out of that formulation. Uh, second is some of the advantages uh, to to put it in the current roof max, such as a cleanability, you know, and uh, so um, we worked on that formulation. And third is uh, protecting that intellectual property so that roof max will own that formulation and uh, uh, keep it, uh, that intellectual property protected. So I worked on those uh, three dimensions uh, and uh, happy to see that uh, product finally commercialized. Yeah, and, and it seems like it is doing really well. I mean, I think they mentioned that they're like at 80 dealers already when I talked to him and with some aspirations of getting up to 250 already across the country. It's, it seems like it's a product that's time has really come. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful product. It's very green. Uh, if you look at the principles of green chemistry, so we followed uh, all the principles of green chemistry, make it more sustainable, more bio-based, and uh, uh, it's a soy-based, uh, and all the um, components are generally regarded as safe uh, in the formulation. It's environmentally friendly, and uh, it is uh, USDA certified, uh, the bio-preferred certified. So it has all wonderful things that consumer will love it. Well, um, Barry, Ram, what are some other things that we ought to really convey to consumers about the idea of using a soy-based uh, roof renovator? <laughs> it's, a, it's, not, it's not only saving the cost, but also protects the environment. Uh, as you heard uh, before that Barry and Denny talked about uh, the asphalt uh, getting into the uh, landfills, so that's this technology would protect that, and also by keeping it longer on the roofs, uh, the asphalt emulsions are getting into the drainage and eventually uh, in the aquatic organisms. So this technology would prevent and protect the environment. Yeah, we we talk about it being soy methyl ester, or another name for that is biodiesel. Bio and um, uh, I've known of biodiesel or soy methyl ester as a tremendous asphalt solvent. So, like, if you've got asphalt on your shovel and you want to get it cleaned off, you know, this is the stuff to do it with. But if you use it in its original form, if you use it as biodiesel and you just spray that up on the roof, you could kind of start to wash the asphalt out of the shingles and go exactly the opposite way. No, it's it's a good point, um, but it, it won't wash off the asphalt. It actually penetrates and... Uh, if you look at it, uh, the science at higher science level, what happens with the UV damage and sunlight, 
So the asphalt uh, gets more rigid, and that's what it happens, and uh, it pushes all the uh, grits out of the uh, out of the position. So that's what you see a lot of uh, uh, sand particles uh, on your uh, roof. This actually they wind up in my gutter. Yeah, in, in, yeah. Your, in your gutter. Yeah, <laughs> it uh, it actually um, for the same uh, property that Denny was talking. It uh, loosens that aggregates asphalt aggregates, softens it, and makes it again a wonderful binder. Uh, for a long duration of time. For me personally, you know, if you're getting ready to sell your house, this is something you need to think about because you know, not a lot of us can afford $10,000, $12,000, especially when we're going through a change in our life. Now we will hear from RoofMax co-founder and CEO, Mike Fiesel. So, Mike, uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into the roofing business. You know, I worked with a friend of the family's out right out of high school. Um, that's how I got in the business. So, right out of high school, started uh, tearing off roofs and did all the, the grunt work, cleaning up the ground, all the hard stuff. <laughs> it wasn't very long of doing that that you decided to do a business, start a business? Well, so I was 18. By the time I was 21, I did not stay with that. I worked with that company for about six or seven months, um, did a few other things. And one summer I was working with my father, with my stepfather. We were building houses here in Sunbury where I live. And I was putting the roof on the home. And um, a friend of the family stopped by and wanted a new roof on their home. My father and I went out, looked at the roof. And uh, so he got the job, of course, it was a good friend of the family's. And he said, Mike, I'm going to give you all the money for that job. And if you decide that you like the business, I know some people at MI Homes and maybe I can get you a contract. And uh, of course, I made more money than I did swinging the hammer by the hour for my father. And I went, wow, this is maybe a promising career. And I ended up getting a job, a a contract, a small contract with MI Homes. And that's kind of how I started. I borrowed my dad's ladder and put on the top of my car and I was a roofer. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, um, uh, and then, how many years did you do that? So I worked with Temi Homes. My brother came home immediately a year, within a year, with about nine months, and he had roofed to get through college with the same uh, family friend. And he was he was out out of state at that time and was really looking at a at a way to come back home. You know, ironically, as the hurricane is heading towards the Carolinas. The last major hurricane to hit the Carolinas was Hugo, and that's what got my brother to come home. I said, Todd, there's a big hurricane. Obviously, this this hit the Carolinas. Let's go down there. I think there's a big opportunity. And, of course, we drove down there, and it looked like a disaster zone as it was. And we turned around and immediately came back to Columbus and continued on the path with MI Homes and then started to grow Fiesel Roofing, our our local business here that we had for 25 years. And and so I think... It's iconic. Uh, the proof is in the roof, your, your slogan at the time. Where'd that come from? Did you guys figure that out on your own? We hired a marketing company that helped us with that. They came up with the proof is in the roof, and we used it for many years. The company that bought our business doesn't. They do roofing, but they do siding and windows, and so they dropped that. But, yeah, we had that for 25 years. So you sold that company due to concerns of asphalt and the shingles. Is that correct? Well, there were a number of things, Dennis. What happened was the industry's gone through dramatic change. 
in a number of respects. You know, one is the problem with, with the product has been lightened. You know, when I started in the industry, it was um, today's product weighs one third of, of when I started. And, you know, the main component, of course, of an asphalt roofing shingle is asphalt. And you, you need asphalt so that it can contract and expand. Nothing contracts and expands more on a home than a roof, of course. Gets up to 150 degrees during the summer. A thunderstorm hits, drops it to, you know, 40, 50 degrees. And then the sun pops back out. So more asphalt just simply means more oil more flexibility for a longer period of time, a more durable roof. Today's products have been watered down. They're much lighter, like I said, a third lighter. They're filling them with crushed limestone as a cheap filler. It's about eight times less expensive than asphalt. And the, the, the problem that the crushed limestone has created is all of the black streaking that you see in about 80% of the country. So now you've got uh, an entire roof cleaning entry that's re- that has popped up around the cheapening of roofing products. You didn't have roof cleaning. There was no need for roof cleaning 20 years ago, maybe out in the Pacific Northwest, um, but certainly not in the Midwest. And now roofs are looking pretty rough within literally, well, I see neighborhoods that are now getting stains within little as five years new construction developments, five years old with stains on the shingles. And that to me is just another indication that they're even putting more crushed limestone in the product, more filler, less asphalt shingles continually become are becoming lighter. And who's paying the price for that. Unfortunately is the homeowner. What was the process or how did you go about identifying the Ohio soybean council and getting them involved? Barry McGraw uh, with the Ohio soybean council was selling his home. And we were working in the real estate space because we save a lot of deals when, when it's time, you know, at the time of transaction, the home inspector comes out and says, Hey, the roof nearing end of life, get an inspection. Of course, a a roofing contractor wants to come out and replace the roof. That's their business. And that's where we would come in and treat the roof and get more life for it. And Barry, who's the head of research and development, new product commercialization. So uh, we had crossed paths and, uh, I told him what we were doing. He asked me what the product, he had heard about it through his realtor. He asked me what the product was. And I said, it's actually soybean oil. And he couldn't believe it, of course. <laughs> and, uh, told me what he did. We met and, um, built a really solid relationship. They've been by our side since really for the, for the last two years now. And as I said, could not have done this there's no way we could have done this without the Soybean Council's assistance. Of course, um, Ohio State, Battelle, because I'm a roofing contractor. I'm not a, I, I'm, you know, I've not gone down the path of creating a new product and bringing it to market and the patenting and all the things that go into this. It's just, it's, it's, you know, it's been an awful lot, been an interesting road, that's for sure. So it's, it's really been, uh, been unique. So that's how we came, that's how we crossed paths. I mean, it was just kind of a, that's amazing. Fate. The roofing stars were in alignment. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's amazing. Well, I look forward to sharing this story with our podcast listeners, but I think that gets us for today. Uh, thanks so much, Mike. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. Take care, Dan. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our guests, Barry McGraw, Ron Walgudi, and Mike Fiesel for being on the show today. BioBased Radio is a production of the Bioproducts Innovation Center at The Ohio State University. 
produced in association with the United States Department of Agriculture, National Institute of Food and Agriculture. Bio-Based Radio is hosted by Denny Hall and produced and edited by Casey Needham and Brad Collins. If you'd like to help our podcast grow, plan to speak with a friend and rate and review on Apple Podcasts.